welcome to the podcast Love to Heal. I'm Yulia, your guide on the journey of self-discovery, healing, and spiritual growth. Hello, welcome back to Love to Heal podcast. Today, I'd like to clarify what the phrase I love you really means. You see, having come from Russia, where this phrase was rarely heard, and I mean rarely, like a a once-in-a-lifetime kind of utterance, when a man says to his beloved that he loves her and asks for her hand, for instance. You surely wouldn't hear parents say this to their kids, and similarly, I had never heard it or said it until coming to the U.S where it turns out to be a completely opposite situation. Here, people say I love you so much that it's lost most of its meaning and weight. I hear couples say this as one leaves to use the restroom, as people hang up the phone, as parents put their kids to bed every night. It's just everywhere and all the time. Oftentimes, the phrase is not backed up by acts of love, by true feelings of love, and don't even get me started on unconditional love. We live in a society where love is rarely spiritual and unconditional, but rather based on a model of, you give me this, so I give you that in return, or I will love you as long as you're with me, but the moment you leave me, you are dead to me, or I hate you. This is a very limiting view and understanding of love because it targets the body, not the soul. I'll touch more on this in a bit. People who know how to express their feelings, especially that of love, who are sincere, most importantly, in using the powerful word love, are actually happier and healthier. It's a sign that the ego is not outweighing the soul. It means that you're not afraid to get hurt. You say I love you and don't expect anything in return. Not even and I love you too. In other words, you're speaking from your soul to another soul. Remember how I've mentioned in previous episodes that love is God and God is love? So when you're pronouncing the word love, you're actually saying a synonym for the word God. You are saying, I love the God in you. Just like the yogic namaste, which means I bow to the divine in you, so is the true meaning of I love you. You're honoring the soul of the person you're addressing these words to, then the body. This is why it makes sense to love unconditionally. Because if you love God and understand that there's a part of God in each and every person, the soul being that divine part, you can't hate any one human being. If God is everything, by hating one person, you hate everyone else, including yourself. And vice versa, by loving everyone you also love yourself. It's kind of an all-or-nothing deal. We also need to understand that love comes in pluses and minuses, and I have an episode on that as well, 
And this means that when you love someone, you are absolutely entitled to educating the other person, scolding or punishing them when needed. And likewise, the person who loves you can and will sometimes make you mad or lie to you or whatever it may be, depending on the life lesson you're in. Just like a parent that loves and adores his child will raise his voice and put his child in timeout sometimes, right? Because education is also love. When it comes to uttering the words, I love you, it's important to remember their true meaning and pronounce them if they're coming from the soul and intended for another soul. Otherwise, uttering the divine word love for no apparent reason and without feeling can actually have negative effects on your soul. Let me explain why. By expressing love towards the physical, the body, the person, we tend to experience unhealthy attachment. I spoke of this in the episode titled, Love is the Main Goal of Life. When we get attached to something earthly and temporary, people included, we lose track of the main goal, the priority, which is the divine. If we can see past the flesh and bones and love the soul of the person we're with or that of our child, then we can grow our love towards them in a healthy way, a way that won't hinder our spiritual growth and bring us closer to God in the process. We must learn to love without conditions. Today, you're nice to me and tell me you love me, so I'll love you back. No, it doesn't work that way. You love just because. Because you see the divine in that person. Because you understand that person is in your life for a reason. You love him or her in good times and bad, without any conditions. If your significant other leaves you, cheats on you, says mean things to you, understand that your ego will want to defend your pride and probably hate that person in return. But if you're on the path of awakening, you will continue to love God in that person. You will understand that whatever pain you may have felt is beneficial for the development of your soul. And you will remember that God's love comes in pluses and minuses. If you accept God's will through the behavior of that person, you will pave a path of health and well-being for yourself, and then you're free to decide whether or not you prefer to stay in the relationship and work on it, or leave that person altogether. If you leave that person, you do it also with love and being thankful to God for the lived experience. Just remember, we're here to learn to love as God does, which is unconditionally. Okay, I have to come back to the meaning of the words I love you one more time, because since the word love is synonymous with God, then we should be conscious of saying God's name in vain. If you're a person that loves to say I love you, dozens of times a day, 
take note if you're talking to a body or a soul. If it's the latter, wonderful. If it's the former, the body, understand that you're calling on God with no purpose, basically. If you believe in God, you probably want to revere Him and not show disrespect by diminishing the meaning of His name, which is divine, right? A representation of God's significance. So be mindful about speaking God's name. Use it in prayer and when you truly wish to tell someone you love them. Finally, I want to touch on what spiritual love really is and how it's different from romantic love. When talking about relationships, spiritual love is not based on looks, status, or achievements, right? It's not based on what we can get from the other person. Instead, it comes from a place of peace and happiness, as well as an understanding that the other person is part of the divine and we are connected to them. This kind of love is not possessive and it doesn't make us want to control or change the other person. Instead, we feel connected, protected, and accessible. Do you want to know if you're experiencing spiritual love? Here are 10 signs that you are spiritually connected to your partner. Number one is equality. You feel like you're on the same level and not trying to outdo or one-up your partner. Both of you are comfortable taking turns making decisions and doing things for each other. There's no pressure to perform or meet expectations. And uh, you can be yourself and allow your significant other to do the same. Number two, uplifted honesty. You don't worry about being judged for your thoughts and your feelings. You can be completely honest with each other, knowing that you will be accepted no matter what. This deep level of trust allows you to be vulnerable and also share your innermost thoughts and feelings without the fear of being judged. Number three, comfort. Knowing that you can go to your loved one for anything and everything because they will always be there for you. You are each other's confidants and best friends. You are sort of like each other's sanctuaries. Number four, oneness. You feel as if you are one with your loved one. You share a deep level of understanding and compassion for each other. When you disagree, you're able to see things from their perspective and find a solution that works for both of you. 
you also have the same values and goals. Number five, deeper intimacy. Instead of only lust or power, you actually feel a connection. You respect each other and there's a deep understanding of one another. You honor each other's souls and you feel in harmony with the universe. Perhaps you practice Tantra or another method of lovemaking that focuses on the present moment, aiming to achieve mindfulness and a deeper connection uh, of the partners. Number six, helping each other grow. The desire to grow together to become the best possible versions of yourselves. You support and encourage each other to reach your goals. Number seven, healthy conflict. It's normal to have arguments in any relationship. However, you know how to have a peaceful conversation in order to avoid misunderstandings. You let your partner explain themselves and you forgive easily. Number eight, looking ahead. You see yourselves growing old together. You know your relationship is worth fighting for. So you're more likely to work through tough times. Number nine, faithfulness. You don't think about cheating on your loved one, no matter how much more good looking or successful another person in comparison may be. You see your partner's soul and the spiritual connection outweighs the earthly desires. And finally, number 10, a good balance of time together and apart. You make time for each other, even when you're busy, but at the same time, you don't suffocate your partner. You let each other enjoy some time apart, or you may have different hobbies and friends. Now, if it doesn't sound like your relationship is spiritual in nature, it's okay. Not all relationships are meant to be spiritual, but there's always room for improvement. So here are just a few tips for getting to know your partner more spiritually. Talk about your values and beliefs. Spend time in nature together. Pray or meditate together. Do something creative together. And work on healing past wounds or traumas. Creating a spiritual connection with a partner takes time, effort, and patience. So if you've already achieved it, you better cherish it. Thanks for listening today. And if you find my podcast helpful and inspiring, I would be forever grateful if you shared it with your friends and loved ones. And today I will leave you with a beautiful poem by Dr. Shamim Ali, an English professor and poet in Pakistan. Enjoy and until next time. Thank you.
Spiritual love. Spiritual love, a love that transcends beyond the physical. It never ends. A connection to something greater than self. A shared understanding. A spiritual wealth. A love that draws individuals together. A sense of purpose. A bond that lasts forever. A desire for growth, a journey of the soul, interconnectedness, a profound role, unconditional acceptance, compassion, and respect. For the other's journey, we must reflect trust, honesty, and mutual understanding. The foundation of spiritual love, expanding. Not limited to romance, but also between friends, family members, and strangers, love extends. A love that sees beyond the physical, connecting on a deeper level, spiritual. Spiritual love, a divine gift, a love that uplifts, a love that can shift, a love that brings peace, joy. And bliss, a love that is eternal, a love that persists.